0: From the United States of America.
1: Hi, you have reached the Decahedron RPG Cast feedback line. Just start talking at the sound of the tone.
0: Hey, Jason here, talking about Episode 72, Flavor Space Battles. It was G-Force when I watched it growing up. Um, you know, I can go with any of these models, honestly. I, I think they're all fun. And it really just depends on your team groups are gonna really thrive on the teamwork that the P T one and I model you know, demands, where others are gonna prefer to be individuals like the bomb bottom, the left sheet. But you know, I don't know if the team force is so. gonna work. I just have to play it. I think that would be interesting. <laughs> Sorry, late night. Anyway, just wanna say keep up the great work. And great episode idea. So I look forward to
1: your next one. That was Jason from the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. It's a great podcast. You should give it a listen. Links are in the show notes. Hey, Jason, thanks for the call. And you garpled out a little bit there, so I'm not entirely sure what you said, but you were saying, A, that it was G-Force when you were a kid. I want to say that it was Battle of the Planets when I was a kid, although. G-Force was definitely in there somewhere. Then you said it depends on the group. Well, yes, that's with everything, right? No matter what you say in terms of gaming. Depends on the group. Because some groups like really crunchy, tactical, step-by-step things, and other groups like hand-wavy, hold hands and all tell a story type stuff. And neither one's bad. As long as everyone on the group is on the same page, life is grand. Um, But... You glossed over part of my questions there, but I think we'll listen to the next call before I go into those. Thanks again for that call, sir, and I hope you got some sleep.
2: Joe and James, it's Evil Jeff. Listen to your latest uh, podcast flavors of space battles. You know, I think I like mine with a little hint of lime and uh, you know great stuff there uh never really thought about it too much but yeah you're right i think that's really the three ways that you can go with it a uh, little nostalgia there because my father and my uncle loved baba black sheep uh rat patrol was another one that i would see every so often with them whenever they got a chance to see it so good stuff there um yeah science ninja team gotcha men is probably the the better way if you're going to have a group of players um, and everybody wants to do something. Uh, you were James was probably trying to think of Voltron, more or less, which is not exactly a spaceship, but where everybody has something they can work with. Because, you know, with the Battle of the Planets series, you know, they all had different vehicles and only one person actually had the plane that could then morph into the phoenix thing whereas with voltron and some other uh properties out there you have different uh vehicles different things that could fight and then combine together into something very powerful when you were coming up against a extremely powerful foe so that sort of thing the voltron type would be better than science ninja team gotcha um and i might be more apt to play that but i, I think you're Uh, Bye Bye Black Sheep is probably uh, a good one there as well. Uh, Long term, Uh, I'd have to really think about it and see. But yeah, great stuff. Thanks for bringing up some good nostalgia.
1: That was Evil Jeff, host of the Minions and Musins podcast, currently on hiatus, hoping to hear a new episode soon. All right, Jeff, thanks for the call. Um... You said that your father and your uncle liked watching Baba Black Sheep, so you had some happy memories of that there. But do you remember another TV show from about the same time, also set in the Pacific of World War II? Only this one was a more fictionalized World War II, if you will. And the show was called Tales of the Gold Monkey. And it it was about a... um. Oh, what do you call those? Those like a Yankee clipper type, but no, uh, those, those water takeoff planes, cargo planes. Um, and the main character was named Jake cutter and he had a sidekick. I want to say it was Ernest Borgnine, but don't quote me on that. And, um, DuckTales reminds me a lot of Tales of the Gold Monkey. I, I feel like, It was their attempt to recreate that or was heavily inspired by it or whatever. But it's a show that lingers in my mind. And I've often thought about using that or a slight modification of that as a setting for a uh, scenario, adventure, mini campaign type thing for gaming. You made me think of that for some reason. So, yeah, Voltron. So I've never seen Voltron. I've never seen battle tech. I've never seen mech warriors, whatever. I've never seen any of those things. It is not something that I like, so I just don't bother. But you said that in Voltron, you know, all the component parts join together to form a super vessel of some sort that's more capable than the individual parts. What I'm actually talking about is almost the flip. It's that when they are joined together, they are vulnerable, but then they separate out for battle mode. And that's when each one has their own fighter and their own fighters should be even personalized a little bit. Let them generate their fighters kind of like you generate a character. And again, they only come together when they need to jump or, you know, when they're just sitting around uh, shooting the breeze or, you know, their day-to-day stuff in combat mode, they separate. So that was my thought. Overall, you said that the black sheet model you thought you would like the best, but, This is kind of what I was alluding to with Jason when I said we'll talk about it in the next call. So what do you do when you want the characters to have those big decisions, right? If they're only the fighter pilots on the, let's say on the Galactica, they don't make the decisions. Adava makes the decisions, right? And so how do you give them that level of, input into the overall campaign yeah i I don't know maybe you say that in that world uh it's expected that the fleet commander also hops into his fighter and flies around instead of staying on the carrier commanding that maybe and for jason he said he kind of liked the the camaraderie that the pt-109 model does and so my question to that model is what do you do with that character that plays the botanist or the medic or the whatever, what do you do with them during space battles? You know, these are, these are all the gives and takes, and these are the things I don't have the answers for. And that's why it's hard for me to say, yes, this is the model I like the best, but anyway, uh, thanks for your call, sir. I really truly. Oh, one other thing. You said, uh, a touch of lime, um, Sir, lime is a wonderful, wonderful citrus fruit, and it should never be limited to just a touch. Go big. Interesting trivia. Well, interesting to me. Do you know that limes aren't real? That they're kind of man-made? That the <laughs> the key lime is real. It's natural. It's something that existed. And when the Europeans came over and found the key lime, they tried to graft it onto lemon plants to get key limes. But what? resulted was the lime. So anyway, anyway trivia <laughs> off topic. Now, thanks again for the call, sir.
0: Hey, Jason here. Just want to say, I listened to feedback Friday episode 73, betrayal, the house on the Hill. It's a family favorite game. I think we played every edition except the leg betrayal legacy, which I do own. We just haven't got into it yet, but great, great game. It's progressed quite a bit over the years when you look how it started. Really, it's, its genesis is in Chill Blackmore Manor, which I own a copy of that as well. Chill Blackmore Manor was put out by Pacesetter um, Limited, I think. Not games. They're not the same company that puts out the OSR stuff. Paysetter's not around anymore. But they did the Chill role-playing game. And, and that's kind of the earliest version of on the House of the Hill from what I can tell. But great game, really enjoyable. We play it, you know, a couple times a year, definitely every Halloween, that's our Halloween game. But I I agree, it's not quite a role-playing game, but it's kind of a role-playing light game, right? Um, and, And it's a lot of fun, as long as people don't sit and try to read through the scenarios ahead of time. I will talk to you later. Keep up the great work.
1: Hey, thanks for that call, Jason. You said you have every edition. I only have the second edition, but I do have the Widow's Walk expansion for it. Like I said, I think that might be my favorite board game. Unless you're going to count things like AC Doocy and Backgammon and Parcheesi or Ludo for our British listeners and stuff like that. But I don't know. Of the modern board games, yes, I would say that is definitely my favorite. You said it's interesting to see how it's progressed over the years. I haven't been able to see how it's progressed. Um, (laughs) Like I said, I only have the second edition. Their third edition is out now. I haven't seen that. I never saw the first edition. You said that it originates in chill Blackmore Manor, which I've never even heard of until now. Do you have an episode about that? I would love to hear about it. And the fact that it says Blackmore, is that related to, you know, Blackmore? Um, did Dave Arneson have any input in there? Question mark? Another thing that you made me think of, you know, maybe by saying Blackmore and all that, is, um The old TSR dungeon board game is also kind of role playing adjacent. And it would be wonderful to take the format of Betrayal at House on Quanted Hill and turn that into dungeon. You know, if uh, David McGarry McGarry? Uh, had thought of that, you know, back then, you know, with the flipping of the tiles and everything, that could have been a truly awesome game. And of course, Dungeon came from the Blackmore campaign. And it was, you know, Dave Arneson made Blackmore, Dave Miggery. (laughs) Someday I'll learn how to pronounce. Thing is, I work with somebody who has that same last name. I've just never thought to ask uh, how it's pronounced. Um, Although I did ask if if they were related, and they were like, who? So I guess not. Anyway. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So uh, Dave Arneson made the Blackboard campaign from which uh, Dave Meagery tried to, uh, you know, make a board game equivalent of it. And that was the Dungeon Board game, which they drove over to Lake Geneva and showed it to Gygax. And he said, wait, what's this other thing you're talking about? And that, of course, is the birth of Dungeons & Dragons. I don't know why you made me think that. I, I want to know more about this chill thing. And I suppose I could look it up and Google it. But why when we could just have a conversation or you could just tell me to listen to some episode that you've done. Anyway, uh, thanks for that call, sir. Hey, everyone. That's all we had. Just three calls this week. That's not me complaining, by the way. I'm very happy with three calls. I'd be very happy with more calls. So go ahead and give us a call. Call us at the feedback line. Send us email at feedback at com join the play forums and you know, you can leave feedback there and, um, Oh, or you can go to say hi. Chat slash. All those things are in the show notes. They're in the outro music that you are about to hear. Our next episode is going to be, I think it's going to be me trying to make a new space opera sandbox campaign. Yep. I think that's what it's going to be. You'll be hearing that one on Wednesday, Thanks for listening. Until next week, happy gaming, happy life. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Decahedron RPG Cast. We'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a voice message by calling 562-774-2278. That's 562-RPG-CAST. Or by visiting sayhi.chat slash decahedron. You can also email us at feedback at decahedron.com. Links are in the show notes. For more information, visit decahedron.com. Remember that decahedron is spelled with a K. Music is by Kevin McLeod. Logo is by Design Cat. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep those dice rolling.